Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very 76th episode of Cool Down Timer. My name is Nifu, and with me today, I am joined by a man who has seen the face of death and returned from it. Cold-hearted Zingles Artman. Tonight, Zam joins the hunt. And from the frozen wastelands of Alaska, the wild man from up north himself, Mark. I'm going to make a ton of money selling tea online, Hamilton. <laughs> it's good tea. It's, it's good tea. That was a thing, right? I'm not misremembering that. <laughs> no, that was totally a thing. We weren't going to sell it online. We were going to sell it at that little pottery tourist trap in Ashford to hippies. <laughs> We were going to make it out of Devil's Club and other things. and You know, that was not the worst tea I've ever had, and we made it, and that makes me happy. That was a win in my book. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that I never followed through on that. I mean, I don't think it would have gone much of anywhere, but I kind of wish I'd followed through. We had a lot of Devil's Club root bark. Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. My wow, hands were stained for days. I feel like we got to talk about it. <laughs> We we briefly had a career as harvesters of wild devil's club fruit. By briefly, I mean we did it one day and we didn't get paid enough. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. It was fun though, honestly. Like, I wouldn't do it again, but I I look it back was an fondly experience. on it. Yeah, exactly. And it was all your fault. Why? Because I was I had learned that you can make a healing salve out of devil's club. Is that how you pronounce bark. it? Sal? That's how I pronounce it. I've always pronounced it. <laughs> Isn't there Sal. an L in it? Yeah. yeah, but I think it's silent. I think it's sav. Well, I'm just gonna have to Google how this shit. Savvy. Sav? Anyway, and I was just mentioning this because I'm a walking encyclopedia while Zam was over at my house, which is in the middle of the woods, which is covered in devil's club, when he said, hold on. You can make medicine out of a plant that's right here. And I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, let's get some. I don't even remember that. That's what you did. You were like, what are we waiting for? That sounds freaking sweet. It was it was it was fun. But basically, it's called Devil's Club because it looks like a weapon that a devil would use. It's it is terrible. covered in spikes. Salve. It, also the Latin greeting. Salve. We looked also up the American. same thing. Salve. Um, salve? Salvador? Yeah, God damn it. And, and all the little needles on it are like really, really super thin so they break off in your skin. It's basically you wear you wear thick jeans, you wear a jacket, and you wear yeah. thick gloves. And you carry around a large, sharp weapon and you hack at them. And then yeah. you pull up the roots and you skin the roots and you wash the roots, and you... God, how big was that box? How, how, how much, how much was, bark the, did the we... The box, you could fit several children in that box. <laughs> ah, what a weird unit of measurement. Well, but, I mean, didn't did we get 50 pounds? I don't remember. I think so, yeah. I think we got 50 pounds. 50 pounds of bark from yeah. roots. This isn't even we, counting we the rest of the we tree. We were going for 100, and we hadn't... I, at least Jeez. I hadn't reckoned on how much a hundred pounds of bark would be. So I picked twenty of pounds of blueberry or blackberries a couple years back, and I can't imagine fifty pounds of. Now, now, and remember, this is not picking and putting in a basket. This is cutting down a small sapling-sized tree, covered ripping in spikes. out the roots with with a pickaxe, 
washing the roots and then meticulously Peeling skinning them. the roots. <laughs> then washing the skin roots. Yes, it was a process. Sir. You put in like an eight or nine hour day. <laughs> yeah, maybe Jeez. more. It was it was. Uh, so how much money did you make from your whole not project? Enough. I can't remember the exact amount, but it was less than minimum wage when all was said and done. <laughs> Sadness. But again, we were kids and it was an experience. So, yeah. Was this before or after you murdered the mouse? Same day. No, I was kidding. <laughs> it, was, it was after. Also, I'm pretty sure that story's been told, right? No, I, it, it has, but like a million years ago when nobody who's listening now was listening then. Why, why would you bring up such a sad moment? Because <laughs> I'm a masochist. Well, I grew up at a Damn it, that would have been a perfect segue, but let's keep going. <laughs> and... Camps always got done on Saturdays, and new camps started on Sundays. So it was Saturday afternoon. Everyone was turning stuff around, cleaning everything. Zam and I were just goofing around, having fun. When uh, one of the, the the assistant manager type person, and my da- <laughs> my dad was the manager, and was out of town for out of camp for some reason. He was on an errand. Came up and said. Hey, we found a mouse in a mouse trap in one of the cabins, and it's still alive. This is not my job. <laughs> this is your dad's <laughs> job, and your dad isn't here, so you're going to take care of it. <laughs> so we had to figure out how to kill this mouse, and its leg was caught, and it was broken and in pain and scared, and it's like, we got to put it out of its misery, but neither no, of but, us... But here's the thing, all right? So I was kind of letting Mark take care of this because I... I'd it was my dad's job, and thus it fell to me. Yes. <laughs> Where like was, a father before you. I guess but, my older brother was off to college, so I was the eldest son that was available. <laughs> <laughs> but so what happened, though, is he goes and we get this mouse, and he's got it, like, I think I think she brought it out to us. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, it was like, it was, you know, it's still on the thing, and it's like just desperately trying to get away, and its little foot's stuck. And it's, and it's the foot, the leg is broken. Okay, this mouse oh, yeah. has no future. Yeah. <laughs> and it's in serious pain. And so, so like, I'm just kind of waiting there to see what Mark's going to do, and he kind of walks off, and he comes back with an oar from the rowboat, <laughs> like a big wooden oar, <laughs> and just holds it over his head. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I back up. We're just kind of sitting there, and he just stares at it for a little bit. I stare at it, and then I look at him, and he looks at me. And then after, like, what felt like about five minutes, he just drops it and is like, I can't do it. <laughs> so I we opted crush. for the humane option of drowning it. <laughs> it was humane for me and me only. <laughs> I could not so squish that mouse. We, we get a five-gallon, or, yeah, five-gallon bucket of water and just toss the mouse in. And it immediately uses the mousetrap like a raft. <laughs> so I have and to I'm reach like, in and pull it down. No, it was great because Mark and I just had a look at each other with this like horrified look on our face. And Mark picks the oar up and doesn't even look at what he's doing. And he just pushes the mouse under the water very slowly. <laughs> so I, just, I gotta get my It was terrible. <laughs> It took so long to die. (laughs) (laughs) That mouse had a will to live. (laughs) I felt so... I should have made a memorial to that mouse. I became a man that day. I I learned some lessons about how to humanely dispatch a wounded animal. (laughs) 
Namely, don't drown it. Speaking of facing your fears I, and masochism. I, but, but before you do, I just want to say, if my dad was there, he would have just stomped it. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm assuming you guys didn't have a gun or anything like that. But, oh, it's the size of a spoon head. It's, it's like... It's just, it wasn't a, a rat. It was a mouse. It was a little a, mouse. A pellet gun? Oh, yeah. Oh, hit it right between the eyes. I <laughs> Come mean, here, mouse. I think we actually were both like, if we had that, that would be easier for us. But yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> but speaking of having to try to kill things that is that are way too difficult for for all that's worth. Zam has been playing Bloodborne. Yes. It's Yay. My, it's my it's my new favorite Lovecraftian horror video game. I played it for Halloween and it was wonderful. And Wait. then I immediately played it again. <laughs> what? Bloodborne. <laughs> It's so good, guys. What makes like, it so good? Isn't it just Dark Souls, but with top hats? Yes. Yeah, you could explain. Like, it really is like, like pretty true Lovecraftian horror. Like, <laughs> and and in a, in a wonderful way. Uh, I, there are some <laughs> freaky ass bosses and some great creepy imagery and and I mean, like. Oh, man, the first time I, I turned around and I saw the giant Cthulhu monster just like clinging to the roof of the building right behind me, just staring at me. And I'm like, how long have you been there? That was so <laughs> freaking creepy, especially when I realized he'd been there all along <laughs> the whole time. It's very good. Um, and uh, what's really cool about it? Well, I don't know if it's. It's it's a much more stressful experience for me. Like I'm I'm not than other Souls games or than other video games in general. Souls games uh, and video games in general, I guess. But um, <laughs> but specifically talking about Souls games because like okay, so Dark Souls. Like I'm not I'm not good at Souls games. I'm I'm good enough to get by without you know without too much difficulty, and that's that's all I ask for really. Um, but. Uh, I generally play the Souls game in a very specific way, which is have a lot of health, have a decent amount of stamina, and have a just ridiculous amount of strength, carry a very large sword, and hit things one time. After that, they don't get back up. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> generally my play style. And, I mean, to be fair, that's pretty much my play style in Bloodborne too. But in Dark Souls, you can couple that with a tower shield. And when you're running through a an area that you're completely unfamiliar with, that's creepy as all hell to begin with. Um, having a tower shield is like having a blanket. Like, it's just comforting. <laughs> like, knowing that if something jumps out at you, you'll probably be okay. You've got a tower shield. You have Bloodborne. They have one shield in the game. And the shield in the game is there to show you that you don't get shields in this game. It's absolute garbage. <laughs> and... Um, and, and, oh man. So, so what they do instead is they give you a gun instead of a shield and you I'll would take be, it. <laughs> you would be right in thinking that that doesn't sound like a shield. That's a gun, but it's, it's great. It's actually very cool gameplay because, um, uh, what you do is if you, if you shoot, uh, your gun, your offhand weapon, when, uh, when, when an enemy's like in mid swing, uh, you'll like parry them and and knock them off balance and then you can run in and like stab them so guns aren't really for damage it's for like parrying but man the combat looks cool when you get a good parry and it just feels so damn good 
and like you could parry with shields in the in the other souls games but i never it was never as satisfying as shooting someone in the face and then ripping their heart out how long are the load times? I remember when the game initially came out, that was one of the big complaints was that there were some pretty bad load times after you died. Um, Share the load. I mean, I've had like three second load times. OK, yeah. From what I remember, they were like 30 second. Load yeah, times. no, I've not had anything like that. Uh, I think I had long load times of Dark Souls three, but uh, yeah, I've not had any trouble in Bloodborne. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I beat it. Um, and I beat it without a guide, so I missed everything. And if it, if anyone's played a Souls game, it's hard to find um, all the secrets and stuff. Um, so I'm replaying it now just to go back and like get everything I missed. And like I missed like four, three or four whole areas just because. I mean, how was I supposed to know I was supposed to take the letter to the middle of nowhere and stand next to a statue and let a carriage pick me up? How was I supposed to know that? Duh. How was I supposed to know that it was to kiss the maiden skull thrice? I mean, there really is stuff like that in, in Souls games, man. It's cr- like like the side quest stuff is so like like ra- OK, for instance, there's a quest for this for this NPC. And the way side quests work in um, in Souls games is like you'll run into an NPC, you talk to him and then you just have to talk to them at specific times and they move around and stuff. So it's like, you know, you you've just got to be able to find them. And um, and then usually, you know, they'll you'll go talk to them and then they'll want you to help them fight something or something like that. Like, you know, there's there's questy stuff attached to it, but it's very, very easy to miss them. And uh, there's this quest for this for this chick named Eileen the Crow, uh, who's a hunter that hunts hunters. Um, Gasp. Hunter yes. Hex Hunter. <laughs> but she uh so the first you, you talk to her and then you talk to her again later on. Um, and then you have to go to a rant. What, what is basically a random out of the way place. And you can't teleport there. You got to walk there. And then when you walk there, you will find her fighting somebody and you help her kill that person. And she can die and completely ruin the story. Uh, so you help her kill that person. And then she's just like, oh, cool. And she gives you some stuff and then she leaves. And then like literally halfway through the game later you from my understanding you run into her again at another completely random out of the way place that you can't teleport to and you have to walk to like that's how the side quests are they these games pretty much require a guide to to do like most of the stuff like minecraft (laughs) sure but but it's so good the bosses are so cool the combat is um I think it's a little harder than Dark Souls in some ways and easier in other ways. Because you have a uh, gun? Yeah, like the sh- not having a shield. Like Dark Souls is very much like wait, you know, be very, um, uh, very cautious and wait for an opening and then make your strike and then and then go back defensive. Bloodborne, though, they want you to be like they want you to be like up in your face offensive and they have a really cool system for it. So in Souls games, obviously, if you get hit, you're going to get hit hard, right? So you'll lose a good chunk of your health every time. Um, and what they do is you lose your health, but but the health stays there for a little bit. And just the um, so red bar, the white max piece will go down. And then you have a couple seconds where you can earn back some of your health by just going on the offensive and just smashing them a couple times. And like it's it's really cool. In fact, I think one of the bosses even has a mechanic where she takes you down to like one health. And uh-huh. you can just use your healing vials and heal through it. But 
You also could just run in there and just get really aggressive and you can get all of your health back by just hammering on her a couple times. And mm. like um, it's a pretty cool uh, it's a pretty cool mechanic just because, I mean, again, in any in a very brutal game where you're going to take lots of damage, having the ability to heal by just being offensive is pretty neat. And then like, well, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, well, I'm happy for you and. As Mark and I said the last time you talked about Souls games, I'm glad you've got something that you're excited about and that you're enjoying, even if Mark and I aren't with you. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like you're having fun. I, I remember when you guys to play a Souls game like so badly. <laughs> I remember when you couldn't even play video games because it made you dizzy. What? Or you didn't own any video games. <laughs> <laughs> elitism yeah <laughs> i'm just saying with the game you know like dark souls or bloodborne is that what it's called mm -hmm. yeah bloodborne you hop around a lot there's a lot of movement i know a time that would have made you feel sick well it's not first person though it was oh first. i had i was playing uh it was metal gear solid peace walker and there was some stuff that would happen in that game just depending upon how the camera moved oh i got sick once or twice playing that game just because it was like, yep, nope, my body thinks I should be moving, but I'm not. I'm going to stop playing for 10 minutes. <laughs> right. Totally off subject thing. So I, I kind of wanted to play um, uh, Resident Evil 4, I think. Yeah. Was a thing I wanted to play for a while. And yep. it was on sale on Steam for like four bucks or something like that. So I was like, what the hell? I'll get it. I have never seen controls that bad in my life in anything. It was so like, like, I mean, like it made Dark Souls on PC without the mods look playable. What are you specifically referring to? You're referring to the fact that you can't move and shoot at the same no, time? No, or something I was else. I thought that was actually almost kind of neat to build up like okay. tension, right? Yeah. It's everything else about it. Do you have to use a gamepad? Um, this is with a, this is with Xbox controller. Do you got to hammer PC. the buttons and wiggle the sticks? Uh, no, that's six, I believe. But like, <laughs> oh my god, it's it controls like a boat. Like <laughs> you can't you can't steer the camera except for a little bit, and then as soon as you let go of the camera uh, controls, it snaps back, so you can't push buttons and move the camera. Um, and so you're constantly like jerking the camera to see and then having to let go and it snaps back. And then like, oh, my God, I eventually I, I, I refunded the game. I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is technically a port. I think it's a port of a port of a GameCube game. It's a remaster of a port of a GameCube game. And I tried everything. Well, no wonder though. it rides like a boat. So many ports. <laughs> <laughs> Boat puns. <laughs> no, I tried. I, uh, I tried mouse and keyboard. I tried all three of the uh, of the controller setups that they had. I could not do anything. Like, oh my gosh, it was so yeah. bad. I mean, There's not just, to mention that aiming with a controller is hard anyway. There are just like things that they just don't change when they update old games, <laughs> and that's kind of one of them. Just it was general the worst. control scheme. I had a similar experience the other day um, with Okami. Do you guys know anything about Okami? I know the name. It was a GameCube game ported to PlayStation that was then remastered on PlayStation 3, and I was playing the remastered PlayStation 3 version. 
And general idea is that it's kind of like a Japanese mythology story about a magical dog, like deity thing. And it has like some cool oh. Japanese watercolor style. Mm-hmm. Some kind of dog comedy. I'm sure there was a joke there or something, but well, it's just I'm making fun of the fact you don't know anything about Japan. <laughs> yes. It's trying to make you feel bad. Is does Kami mean like God? When you said there's a magic dog spirit God thing. Yeah, that's a Kami. A Kami is a magic spirit God <laughs> thing. <laughs> that's actually the best definition I've ever heard. Of a <laughs> <laughs> OK, so, yeah. Of what Mark just said. Um, but so it has a really fun art style. Um, but it is just so like it was 20 minutes before I could actually even move the character because I'm just sitting there clicking a through like not even a cutscene. It's like. Like GameCube era, not everything was voice acted, unfortunately, so. Like, I'm just skipping through just walls of I'm not I'm, I'm trying to read it, too. And it's just like by the by 20 minutes, I was so bored. <laughs> and so that that kind of this put is a, a really slow movie. <laughs> but yeah, so it just was really slow. And I started getting into some of the gameplay. But like every time something interesting would happen, there'd be another five minutes of sitting there just clicking through a wall of text. So I was did like, it okay, make, did it make like a. Boop, 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 sound as the text came. <laughs> it, yeah, it was like the the old, like, it reminded me, if I remember correctly. I, hold on. Because I've been in quite a, uh, more than one of those Japanese games where it's boop, 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 click, boop, 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 click, boop, 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 click for 10 minutes at a time. <laughs> yeah, no, it just, it was just. Uh, yeah, it just kept going and going, and so I put it was, down. And was, I was there occasionally like, a dialogue box that was just three dots, dot, 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 as it showed a facial expression? <laughs> Dude, I love doing that. Like, in, like, WoW or whatever, and I'm, like, only able to communicate via text. Like, if I did something stupid or something stupid happened, I'll just do the dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, but so I put it down for the day, and I was like, okay. I, I can't do this right now. <laughs> so I came back the next day. I was like, OK, I've got some fresh mind. I'm ready to try this again. And it was better, but still terrible. <laughs> it was just still so slow. Were you into the story at all? <laughs> Did you I care thought, about the characters? No, because it was so dry and boring. <laughs> like. And the other thing is, like, it had attempts at humor, but. Those attempts at humor tended to be the hypersexualized Japanese humor that doesn't play as well here in the United States. <laughs> and it was just, I mean, I get that culturally it's funny, but here it's I, it just wasn't as funny to me, I guess. Um, but this just also, in Nifu says Japanese not funny. <laughs> <laughs> sure what, what's like the the uh, glove and boots episode about him saying that he doesn't like juice but then it turns <laughs> into like he does not like the juice but he does not like the Jews 
Yeah, good episode. Um, but it also kind of reminded me of my experience playing Nino Cooney, which was a PS3 game. So that stuff, like it didn't have the kind of awkwardness of like an old, old, old port. But it's so linear the first like two or three hours and it's just like oh, I have no. so many other <laughs> things that I would prefer to do other than just sitting here reading walls of text that I don't really care about name as I... three <laughs> um, sex <laughs> sure yes um watching Bojack Horseman watching uh, used up watching Lilo now. and Stitch. Oh, um, wait, seriously? Uh, yes, <laughs> that was a very random thing. That was, <laughs> but that's so. It's such a depressing. Here's the thing. I was trying to think of Rick and Morty, but you said Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> I'm just imagining you're just a it's closet. It's a Stitch in time, Robin. <laughs> Here's a closet Lilo and Stitch fanatic. Like every Saturday you get out your little Stitch doll and you pop it in and you watch it and you're like, yay, Stitch! <laughs> and you know all the lines and you say them with the character. I don't think I've ever actually seen that, but can that be canon now? Can we just say that that's, that's the truth of it? I'm going to. Sure. sure. Um, yeah, it's just, I guess, a reminder of how certain that I like my my time I I would often rather not play a more traditional JRPG you know what you should play you know what I played instead talking about you know I'm talking about really really slow game beginnings I uh the other day was playing Sunless Sea which had a really slow game beginning but Gosh, Somehow that was geez, really interesting. a video game made out of Fallen London is a slow beginning. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but I kind of really got into it until I got really irritated because I died, but not because of something I did, but because the game was unclear on oh, some I hate when that stuff. Sort of thing happens. And so I made a decision based off of what I thought they had told me the game mechanics were. And it ended up killing my character, and that was really, really, really... I wasn't say really frustrating, but it was irritating. Um, Yeah, it sucks when when a game punishes you for making a choice when you didn't realize what the consequences would be. Yeah. Or even, like, basically what was happening. Um, Yeah. Um, But no, I liked it. It... Uh, it's it's got a really fun like well fun it's got a really depressing atmosphere but not in like the it's kind of just like okay so you're a boat captain and you're basically underground in the how explain the fallen london universe as quickly as you can okay so it's set in like victoria era england only in this timeline, uh, London got swallowed up into this abyss beneath the earth um, that's uh, part of this great market called the Echo Bazaar, which is ruled over by these mysterious cloaked figures called the Masters of the Bazaar, and they're the ones that drug London down, and they had drugged down like four or five cities previous to this over Earth's history, and and the people of London are just kind of going 
uh, on with their business underneath the earth. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very kind of steampunk, but also kind of Lovecraftian. There's like squid people and no one can die permanently down there. <laughs> so there's like zombies and stuff and there's devils because they're near hell. And it's mostly a lot of fun. It's a fun setting. You can do a lot of things with it. So in Sunless Sea, you basically play a ship captain that's on the Untersea. That's trying to make their way on the Untersea. And it's really kind of interesting because the game starts with the entire map just covered in fog of war and you have to explore it all. But, you know, you're trying to manage like, you know, your your fuel and your supplies to keep you alive, but also trying to make money and one of the best ways to make money is to explore new areas and once you've explored all of the areas near where you are you have to explore farther out in order to make more money and along the way you'll get given like missions like take this person there or deal like ferry around this version's world of evil santa claus i it, it was during that mission that i ended up dying because i pushed my fuel reserves too low and I was making a sacrifice to the gods in order to get some more fuel, but I misunderstood what the consequences for the sacrifices were, and I ended up dying, which was stupid. I looked at that game after you told me about it, and... <clears throat> I don't think you would like it. I just kind of chuckled because it's like, just plastered all over their Steam pages, like, eat your crew. You get to eat your crew. Isn't it awesome <laughs> that you get to eat your crew? Like, that, that's like... <laughs> That's a big selling point for them. They were very Always excited about to eat that. My crew. <laughs> I, I on and off have really played the Fallen London browser game that off which this is based, and they have a lot of tie-ins. So I considered buying it because, like, there's an item you can get in the game and if, in the browser game that if you get it, you unlock an item in the video game and i got that item and it's like hey wouldn't you like to use it mm-hmm. <laughs> why don't you go buy sunless sea and i'm like i'm playing browser games because i don't want to spend money <laughs> <laughs> then you're doing yeah. browser games wrong because no, just... no I, I i enjoyed it like it it was I, I had bought it at a sale like a year or two ago and finally the other day i was like you know I haven't bought any new video games because I have so many that I want to play but haven't played yet, but I haven't played them yet. So I'm going to play one of these random games that I have, and that's the one I chose, and I enjoyed it. You chose poorly. <laughs> well, yeah, when he made that sacrifice. Apparently. Speaking of making sacrifices and dying, oh, Sam where's almost he gonna died. Go? Where is he going to go to with this one? I've already where gone there. I already went there. I know, I was talking over you because I wanted to finish my mocking of you. <laughs> so you almost <laughs> died this week. That's a bit of an exaggeration, but I mean, you, I guess, yes. Your face was so inflamed that these microorganisms decided that your life was less valuable than theirs and that they were going to completely throw off the e- the the... You, the uh, what's the word? Uh, dang it! Darn it! Shoot monkeys in a I had barrel an infection. of cheese whiz in my face. It's really, really disappointing when you're like going off on a thing and then you just totally lose your train of thought because you can't think of the word that I still can't th- continue. I'll tell you what the word is when I remember it. Talk about dick. almost dying. <laughs> so, so basically, homeostasis. 
Oh, how could you not remember that word? That's a word we all use every day. So basically, <laughs> basically I had a, a, like a cavity years ago that got filled in, um, as you do. And then the dentist didn't do a very good job, apparently. And the cavity was still there underneath the filling. Um, but I didn't know. And it uh, eventually the filling popped out. And then I got this big, bad infection uh, in the tooth, underneath the tooth out of nowhere like and it really was out of nowhere i i uh we were moving because we moved and i uh i took a i took a nap after we were done because you know it's tiring stuff and i woke up with it it was there was not a giant massive lump on the side of my face when i went to sleep and there was when i woke up so yeah so that and at first i was like okay well this is annoying but it doesn't really hurt or anything and then uh, after a couple of days, it was one of the most painful things that has ever happened to me. And I broke my back. So just so we, you know, I do have a context. I do have a context of pain. And um, uh, eventually why you have a terrifying or an excruciating fear of roofs. Yeah, well, I mean, kind of, I guess I don't like roofs anyway. So had to go get emergency surgery and get the tooth out and. Now it's better. You should sue. <laughs> I don't know who the dentist was. <laughs> you get treated by strangers. Well, it was like was, 12 years ago. He was like this guy I met on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> he said no names necessary. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like 10. The alleyway was dark. Yeah, it probably was about 12 years ago. So I, I don't I don't remember who he was or have any way of figuring out who it was. We can you imagine old can you imagine if you got sued 12 years after you filled someone's suit? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you do it, did a trash job, what do you expect? Well, luckily, we've got insurance and stuff, so it wasn't Yay, too big of a deal. Insurance. Yay. I'm. If we're going with real talk. I'm seriously considering going without health insurance next year. Careful. Obama might catch you. Well, uh, no, I've, I've I, I, I highly doubt that Obama would be the one to well, catch him. I'm just kidding. I was making it. Never mind. I'm from the iOS. <laughs> no, no, I mean, does anybody not remember we have an election? No, I know. Obama's not going to be in office I anymore. Just, I was just, I was Your just. Your joke's not funny. Obama never dies. <laughs> He's like the dark spear. What, what, dang it, what's that quote? It's like, uh, it's like Babe Ruth says it in the sandlot. <laughs> like, uh, spoiler alert, something, something, but legends never die. <laughs> I, I don't know, I've never seen the movie. Anyway, uh, health, man, health insurance is really expensive up here. There's only one provider left on the exchange, and <laughs> the, the it's cheapest, only one doctor in Alaska. So. <laughs> the, ch- the cheapest plan, um, has a uh, that they offer on them exchange in Alaska has a six thousand dollar deductible, uh, seven thousand out of pocket max, and after the generous tax tax benefit that we'll get if we don't make too much money, it'll cost us uh, three hundred and fifty dollars a month, and 
we would basically pay for everything out of pocket anyway because it's got a six thousand dollar deductible. So I'm, I'm weighing the pros and cons of going without. Like, how much the, is the tax fee? It's like six hundred bucks a year. Yeah, it it varies. It's like two percent of your income and or six hundred something per person, whichever is higher. But you get an exception if the cheapest plan offered on the exchange in your area is more than eight percent of your yearly income. And without that tax thingy present from Obama, <laughs> the plan costs a thousand dollars a month, which okay. means, yeah, which means for a whole year, it'd be a little more than twelve thousand dollars, which is way more than eight percent of my income. <laughs> yeah. Well, OK, then. Yeah, it's right now. Health insurance. Listen, some people we don't get political, uh, <laughs> so I'm not going to say Obamacare was a bad thing. On, on the air. Um, but it was a bad th- Like, for America as a whole, not going to mention it. But for Alaska, it was kind of a terrible thing. <laughs> we, we don't have many health insurance providers to begin with. And I don't know why, but if you look on one of those tables where it's like, oh, here's where health insurance has gotten cheaper after Obamacare, and here's where it's gotten more expensive, Alaska's at the top with like a 500% increase. You guys are just so different. We should just give you to Canada. Just (laughs) give you back to Canada and just move on. I tell you, sir, we were never Canadian. We'll replace you with Puerto Rico so we don't have to change the flag, but just, you know, stay up there. Yeah, okay, well. We can do our own thing. Just just come back. That's the answer. What will you do without all our delicious salmon? I haven't had salmon in salmon here, right? In Washington, we got our own. No, how much the salmon stocks of Washington are a joke compared to (laughs) You're a joke. Are you you proud of that? Proud of the fact that you got salmon? Hmm? Got some, got some salmon. That's that's the reason Alaska sucks. (laughs) (laughs) When was the last time you had a fish stick? Uh. Holy crap! I don't. I can't remember the last time. Yeah, I what had a year fish is it? Uh, oh, it's been a while. <laughs> well, if you ever had a I fish stick, think good in Alaskan Pollock. I don't. I'd you like ever, some fish sticks, but we don't have any. Uh, they have gluten in them, so that means that I don't eat them very often because my wife can't have that. What about what about fish witch from like McDonald's or something? I don't fish. eat okay, fish. Okay, okay. I I I have eaten a Mc. What is what? Uh, 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 it's a fish yeah. fillet. Yeah, fillet of fish. Yeah, uh, I, I have. I have not. I've had one of those. I think I've had one or two in the last five years. Well, then, thank good, solid, red-blooded Alaska Pollock. I I can thank Alaska for two sandwiches I've had in five years. <laughs> exactly. And what would you do if we left and would probably keep selling America fish anyway? <laughs> Someone's got to buy it, right? <laughs> yep. Go away, Alaska or something. I don't know. You should come back to uh, yeah, a real Yeah, you come state. back here before we give Alaska back to Canada. You know what's really funny is when people, when like franchises have a national promotion that doesn't make any sense in a particular state. It's never happened to me before until I went to TGI Fridays up here in the menu boasted they had real authentic Norwegian salmon. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Like, like someone in Ohio wrote that, didn't they? They just said, yeah, put it on all of our menus everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) 
See, that's that is exactly why we should give Alaska back to Canada so that our TGI Fridays don't menus don't have to be changed up there. So you'll you the TGI Fridays menus up there will be then dealt with by the Canadian authorities instead of the United States authorities. Or we could just give you to Russia and then the world will be destroyed in a couple years anyway, because, you know, war and all that jazz. Oh. That wasn't meant as like a. I don't know. I don't know what it was meant as. It was probably meant as. And on that note of just disappointing, yeah, whatever we've yeah, come oh, to. Hey, the- by the way, um, when when this episode's coming out this Sunday, right? Eh, either this Sunday or next Sunday. Okay, so this will be weeks. our last podcast before we before the election. Oh, for recording, yes. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I don't want to get political, but it's kind of funny to think about the next Especially not this year. Like, good Lord. There's just. Yeah, let's just uh, not. It's like, it'll just, it'll be done. It'll be done. And we'll just accept whatever we get. Hopefully. (laughs) I'll leave you in suspense to see what happens. We've we've been in suspense for like a year now. (laughs) It seems like everything takes so long. It was like a year yeah. ago people started lining up for the primaries as candidates, you know. Yeah. And then they started dropping like flies. And then in the words of, oh, South Park just did it wonderfully, like the way that they named the two candidates. But I can't remember it right now. But yes, on that depressing note about the end of the United States as we know it, we have come oh, yeah, to the end of pleasant. of Cool Down Timer. What is the question of the week? Mark. Whoa. When was the last time you had a fish stick? (laughs) (laughs) Send your response to cooldown or contact us at cooldowntimer.com or to our Facebook page. When was the last time you had a fish stick and you could potentially get yourself a free Steam game? We still got plenty of those left over. By the way, to set the record straight, uh, Washington caught 6% of America's fish uh, in 2014. Alaska caught 60%. <laughs> Good Damn. for Alaska. That's 10 Washingtons. Haha, <laughs> that means they stink 60% more because fish stink. <laughs> oh, they do smell. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so that's the end of this episode. Uh, hopefully the the United States and the world and whatnot still exists for us to record again next time. Peace, cool. y'all. See ya. Pollock. Cool down time, yeah.